Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. Welcome to Horror Bites on Safe Room, the show where we highlight short indie horror games and the people who make them. I'm a super hot sniper, and he's rocking a fine mullet. I'm Neil Vault, and he is Jay Krieger. How goes it, Jay? Pretty good, man. We've got two games this week that uh, are all about taking out your enemies in stylish fashion, uh, but they're in two very, very uniquely different ways, but uh, you know, I think compelling nonetheless. Indeed. Uh, this week, we are finishing off our Steam Next Fest selections with two more delightful demos of future indie horror titles. And while Next Fest has ended, these games are still on Steam, where you can wishlist them. So, if you like the sound of them, go wishlist these games. Um, as ever, links for both will be included in the show notes. So, first this week, Jay, tell us. Just how mad is this mullet? Well, Mullet Mad Jack um, is the type of guy that just cannot stop moving. And thankfully, he is here in more than stylish fashion. So Mullet Mad Jack is from developer Hammer95. And this is a hyper-paced FPS set within a future where society's dopamine addiction has reached new deadly heights. Uh, Streamers, who are known as moderators, have but 10 seconds to live. And the only way to replenish their time of life is by killing anything that gets in their way. So might not be traditionally uh, a horror experience per se, but the player is destroying all manner of Terminators. And by the way, Terminator, the film is definitely a horror movie. So I think it counts. Yes. Um, and so Mullet Mad Jack is this combination of first person roguelite structure where the player is basically going through this. It's kind of like the raid, I suppose. Also think about all these reference points. Um, it's basically going through 10 floors of this apartment building you have to kill all manner of Terminators as quickly as possible until you get to a boss level, basically. And the end goal is that you want to save this, this very uh, attractive influencer, basically. So you can kind of already get the sense of Mullet Mad Jack's yeah. uh, satirical take on streaming culture, on sort of influencer culture and whatnot. Um, but all of those elements, I think, really go into what makes this game so special. And, you know, I guess there's only one place to start, which is that this game has jaw-dropping visuals i think you know mm. it has this pristine 90s anime flavor to it uh, i mean the liter- literally the opening moment of this is that it has an akira slide uh with your car and so you know you're racing towards trying to find the princess's location you do this akira slide with it and then it's right into the first person framework of this game and yeah so you know each level is basically the player trying to get through each of these floors as quickly as possible while trying to kill as many robots as possible to continue their sort of lifespan, um, if you will. So 
there is this fast and frantic approach to combat. If you play on normal, it's 10 seconds. I'm a coward, so I played on easy, which has a 15 second lifespan, which gave me a little bit more wiggle room in terms of just like soaking in the environments, getting a feel for the mechanics and whatnot. Um, and while not everyone is going to play on easy mode, the game has several different settings that allow for a level of accessibility that I was a huge fan of. Because there have been games in the past where, hey man, this game looks awesome. I love the art style. I love the approach. It's just too goddamn hard for me to get through. And for a game like this, they have basically an even easier mode, which is just if you want to experience the game, they've got easy mode, which is 15 seconds, 10 seconds, and you know the difficulties go on and on, which just places more emphasis on very simple, but I think incredibly refined mechanics of going through an environment. Enemies in the beginning have a couple of shots and then they go down. And then, you know, you can kind of slide and kick enemies into environmental hazards or just sliding through vents, which then kind of like lets you circumvent a few of the paths in a given floor to get to that ending as quickly as possible. Um, in true roguelite fashion, this game allows you at the end, once you've cleared a floor, to pick one of three upgrades, which randomly generate. And so you start to get this momentum and this rhythm, I think, to combat where, okay, I'm sliding into enemies. I'm going to hack up a few if I would go a melee route or, you know, picking off enemies from afar with a variety of firearms. For me personally, I picked a katana build. So I picked up a katana as a reward. And then the upgrades basically that were available to me either pertain to the katana, a new gun, or just an ability like I get an extra second of life on a finisher move, yeah. which you'll find a variety of melee weapons also in environments that count as finishers where you get this really fantastic up close and personal execution of one of these Terminator-like robots. Um, yeah, you know, I will say for people that maybe are looking for a bit more strategy, this is very much like a, uh, a Twitch shooter, I would say, in that regard, because there are going to be incredible lengths of this game where you're basically sliding ad nauseum to a target, trying to avoid incoming fire, hacking up a couple of guys, and then doing that around corners while evading uh, multiple types of enemies. You know, you... It, that sounds very daunting and it is daunting, but you do find this really great rhythm. And I think that comes back to the mechanics, which are keep it simple, stupid. It's like, yeah, you can slide, you can jump, you can kick, you can shoot. And that's basically the brunt of what your abilities are and the size of the environments, the variety of enemies you're fighting at any given time really allow that to uh, not need any options other than that, you know? Hmm. Um, and I'll say for like boss fights, Boss fights, the saving grace of them is that there is no time limit on those. They basically shut that off, but the roguelite nature of this game, when you're in a boss encounter, if the boss kills you, you go back to floor zero, basically, um, which I think is a nice medium between those because the boss that's available in the demo, you know, it hits like a motherfucker. It definitely is unlike any other enemies that you faced up until that point. So you have to utilize new strategies in terms of how you go through combat. Um, but that is, you know, the natural sort of roguelite structure, I think. Um, I'll say also, you know, once you beat that boss, you get a couple extra floors. There's some great difficulty modifiers that don't necessarily feel artificially more difficult. It's just you have now you have to contend with acid pits. So I can't slide like a madman anymore. I have to contend with sliding, jumping, avoiding those and also other enemies that are not only tougher, but have a different tack patterns and whatnot. Um, you know, I think that. For a game such as this that has gotten plenty of coverage, I went into it and I was like, 
I'm sure like this game looks gorgeous. I just hope there's more to it. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that the simplicity of the mechanics I was really impressed with because of how refined they are and the fact that, you know, while it is difficult and while I did try on the harder difficulties after uh, playing through it on easy, uh, sure, I was annoyed or disappointed when I got killed and had to restart. But at the same time, like I just it fired me up to go right back in because of the fact that you can stack those upgrades and those various modifiers. Mm. Um, but how did Mullet Mad Jack land for you? Well, don't let anyone tell you that the constant push towards mushing together genres in video games is a bad thing. It just <laughs> um, if you've got too much money, it's a bad thing, I think, because you end up um, just putting things piecemeal because they're popular. Um, this is a game that very much proves that you can take great aspects of different games that work kind of well together and make them into like a, a whole. You know, like um, I got a bit of you know, the most recent Prince of Persia in there. You know, a bit of the the modern Renaissance uh, first person shooters such as Doom twenty sixteen and Titanfall. Yeah, and two that sort of thing, uh, and just the film Crank. I mean, also came to mind with the concept <laughs> yeah. um, straight away. Um, and just, yeah, it's big, dumb fun on the surface, but it has something really, something more to it than, say, Ghost Runner has, you know, which, again, is very much like about movement, speed, repetition, remembering these patterns. I think because it really does rely on so much instinct and, like you said, mentioned those modifiers and things like that, and the bosses as well, because that changes your strategy and the way you've been playing up until that point, you go into this boss fight with a new set of parameters, it throws you off a bit, which, you know, I think a lot of the best sort of Metroidvania-style roguelikes do, where you have, you know, you, your general play is one way, and yet that evolves over time with these extra little touches, but you get to the boss fights and they are their own thing, which is really how boss fights should feel. You know, they shouldn't just feel like another part of the environment, like another thing that you just do. Um and yeah, but at the same time, still manages to feel like a flowing part of the game structure. I, I like that when games can be this like big, brash and bold and to still not be as stupid as you think they would be. You know, like that. It's There's no problem with going back to simpler ideas um, because you can build so much off them like that. And I think the mechanics behind this game very much show that, that you can just stack all these ideas together and chop and change with these modifiers to make it work in all these different ways that are quite exciting for this small chunk of the game that we get. Um, yeah, it is a game that requires your attention at all times, I think. <laughs> I mean, which is, you know, it's not a game to play casually while someone else is sitting next to you. I'll tell you that for nothing. Because you will do any distraction. It's like, Mark. as I've been finding with Prince of Persia as well recently, it's just, yeah, you, you, in certain sections you just need Full concentration, yeah. It kind of, you know, given the uh, aesthetic of it, it does kind of remind me of classic arcade stuff. In that you are just like in that zone, nothing else distracting you, just going full on hell for leather for it. Um, and, you know, the anime is just quite you know, interesting in a sort of taking cheeky digs and homages to things that exist out there in the anime space. So, yeah, I think as a concept. It is just like the best kind of throwback idea. Yeah, like, oh, simple rules, simple high score attack thing, basically, time, arcade style time limit um, tied to the, the crankification of, of video games, if you, if you will. Um, 
which I'm surprised more haven't bothered trying. You know, seeing as Crank is still one of the best video game movies that isn't a video game uh, in the first place. So, you know, this and that sort of cyber tech thing going on with it. Love it. Yeah. And, you know, the, the one thing I think it reminded me of the most in terms of first person shooters beyond like Titanfall and Doom was probably Bulletstorm. Um, oh, sure. Just with the weapons and the comboing and stuff like that, where it would, you know, there it was a case of like you're just keeping the combo going because, yeah, you know, if you want to get your score high here, it is very much you know, to live, which is <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is the, the fun way to do it as well. So yeah, really enjoyed this one. Uh, it was a quite a good old time. Um, but you know, that's just one game this week, isn't it? Jay? So before we take a shot, we will take a break. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Welcome back to Horror Bites. Now, imagine Super Hot meets Sniper Elite, but somehow more stylish than that sounds. That is the demo for Children of the Sun by René Rofer. Um, in this game, you're on a deadly road trip into darkness where you control the path of a single bullet where you can unleash the fury of vengeance on a sinister cult that has ruined your life in what is described as a tactical puzzle shooter. Um, Super Hot being that very obvious reference point um, but not in the same structure for like how it plays, of course, because you know, Super is like movement. Every movement is keeping time creeping forward. Here it's got the sniper elite aspect of like moving around this like semicircle effectively on a map to line up the best place to take your shot. Um, I'm trying to think of the games that reminds me of that. There's um, the ex burnout there's when they made the dangerous golf, which is like uh, yeah, where you line up your golf ball to basically cause as much damage as possible to all this property and stuff like that. It's great fun. Um, you know, it reminded me of a lot of that in giving you the, like this limited environment, finding the right shot, right angle to pull off as much as you can with the, you know, like a single ball. And yeah, this, so it's that with that super hot sort of style, I suppose, in terms of like slowing up when that shot goes. Now looking at it initially, you're like, well, how does that work as a concept? Because you know, it's, could be a bit boring if you're just trying to line up everyone to get hit in one shot like normal but you know, obviously it's a magic gun kind of thing where you know as it hits one person you can then aim it at the next person who's in the vicinity you can bounce it off of things like explosive um, fuel in tanks of cars and things like that it's very much taking a uh, a page out of mark miller's comic book series wanted where you fire mm. a bullet and then you can manipulate it and you might not be oh. bending them in real time, yeah. but it's more, again, that sort of puzzle aspect where it's yes. like fire shot, take a body out, and then the bullet hovers, and then you can kind of redirect it. Yeah, and uh, does it better than the video game version of Wanted. Which is <laughs> <laughs> probably no great surprise. Um, yeah, again, aesthetically, it's just got that sort of chunky style. We were talking um, last week about uh, mouthwashing. Uh, I think something we didn't bring up was like the visual style is like this. We, we have started to move towards this PS2 era 
almost with a lot of these games where it looks more, yeah, very much like a PS2 game down to those sort of detailed but blocky faces that, that we got from many games of that era. And this game is another one that has that, but it also has this flair and style to everything. I think that sort of yellow typeface that's in there a lot of the time is just fantastic. You can see why Devolver Digital have picked it up as a publisher because it just feels very much like that kind of game for them. Um, yeah, I mean, I love games like Super Hot and like Hitman Sniper Assassin Mission things like that stuff that is like score attack based things with guns and like figuring out the puzzle of like how do you kill all these people in this set amount of bullets or time or whatever it is really cool been fun ever since like sniper elite in the arcade used to be as, as an idea um and straight away knowing these sort of influences the, the hook of it is just there the first time you do that first level like, oh okay yeah, I'm getting this. And then you just get those little extra touches. You go, what if I could do this? What if I could do that? And while the game explains most of this away quite well, it does give you a little bit of freedom to sort of figure out some stuff. And uh, you know, gives you a counter, obviously, of how many people are in a level that you have to kill. You know, you cannot miss anyone is the idea like that. Um, and yeah, once you learn those little tricks that are in the demo, it's cool. Yeah, like And again, it's just, again, about lining up the, the shots, at the right order, getting the highest score possible by trying to change certain like event shots with headshots and things like that. Um, yeah, they, they pretty much goad you very early on with like having a guy pissing, you know, to say, "Well, you know what you want to do here, don't you?" Sort of thing. <laughs> that, yeah. There, there is very much the sniper elite reference uh, to this game. Uh, Bare bones as an idea, but it is really well done. I think that's it. Didn't doesn't need to be anything more than it is. The story behind it's about what you would expect, I think, for the presentation and style. You know, this whole going up against cult thing, simple, easy, it does the job, and really sort of is represented better in the visual style than the storytelling so far. I think, but um, you know, it is very much like a level based. Like you've done this stage, do that stage, like that in the same way that Super Hot was, which is. Yeah, not a bad thing to be compared to in any way, walk of life. So, yeah, grand stuff. How did you get on that with Children of the Sun? Yeah, you know, I think the visual style and the sort of punk rock attitude of it and that mm. visual style, um, it's no surprise that, you know, Devolver Digital picked that up because it just, you know, it fits so perfectly, I think, when I think about the rest of their catalog of games. The, I mean, there's no other developer or publisher, rather, that would be yeah. adding that to their sort of portfolio, just the ways in which it fits in there taking a very simple premise, but these little twists and tweaks that make it something that, um, you know, I think within the, the scope or the scale of that experience, it really capitalizes on that very simple premise. Because initially I went into it, didn't really know anything about it other than that simple premise. I was like, oh, you're just going to run through this environment very much like in Sniper Elite. But I was really, really impressed with the idea of taking it a step back and having the limitation of being around the borders, not have to worry about incoming fire or anything like that which gives it that puzzle aspect to it. Um, and, you know, for starters, it's incredibly satisfying to not only take out a guy in a traditional means, but the way in which you're able to string together all of these kills within an environment and the maze-like nature of stringing those kills together. Um, and the fact that, you know, as much fun as it is to utilize a, gar a car's gas tank and shooting it and taking out two or three guys, 
from a strategic standpoint, it's like pretty ingenious that shooting that doesn't just bring an end to your current run, but if anything, it allows you to hover there momentarily. So that car then becomes kind of like this uh, moment to catch your breath almost before you take out the next target. The ways in which there's going to be environmental factors. If you shoot a bullet through a fire, then the bullet's on fire now. And the ways in which that's going to play out uh, maybe in more complicated puzzles. Uh, but I think that ultimately what I was really impressed with within such a short period of time for this puzzle, or this demo rather, uh, was the fact that you're given these additional abilities with the bullet and the ways you can manipulate it. And every single one of those in such a short period of time feels like a major game changer that while yeah. there's a limited amount of uh, stages in this demo, I can already see myself incorporating them in new and wild ways of taking out more targets in more complex levels. Like there's a bullet redirect, which gives you this very slight window to change the trajectory. And then if you take out certain enemies and like key points on their body, it gives you the free aim ability, which yeah. allows you to then, you know, redirect, but in a much more significantly different way. Um, and, you know, I think that the level design also and having the restriction of not being able to encroach on where the enemies are, it's going to make for a very simple mechanic that is going to have a lot of depth to it. Something, again, that's why Super Hot, I think, is a fantastic reference point for that. Um, but I think that also, and my last thing for this would be, is the fact that, you know, at the very end of a mission, you get this top-down view of the map, and then you get that yellow chalk almost, mm -hmm. like, sort of a recap of the where the bullet went, yeah. where it took out a certain target, which just speaks to the replayability uh, promise of this game. And the fact that there's going to be a leaderboard trying to one-up people with these various uh, kills and just thinking of the ways that you can string along these various uh, abilities to make the most stylish and the quickest because you know, in typical puzzle fashion, the longer you're in this area, the worse your skills going to be. Yeah. And then also just, you know, the various factors of, Oh, it took more than one shot or I had to utilize factors in the environment. Um, and yeah, it just has me really excited to see the final version of this game and just basically getting more content. Cause what we played, I think is pretty much foolproof in terms of mechanics and gameplay and whatnot, and just seeing the level variety and the kind of crazy enemy um, patrol patterns that you're going to have to contend with in the elevation. That was another thing, is uh, elevation of maps, where, you know, you are going to have a vantage point, but then sometimes, you know, when you're marking enemies, oh, it might actually be better to shoot from this lower point, which then, you know, again, just the kind of uh, the magic of the bullet curve and whatnot is going to be really exciting to see in the uh, final version of this. Yeah, and again, not one of those things where the amalgamation of ideas and getting into one game can work so beautifully. Like I said, it's, especially when it's games you've enjoyed, like I said, like Dangerous Golf, like the Hitman sniper mission, stuff like that. It's doing things like that in a smaller scale and really drawing it back. And yeah, yeah, love it for that. So yeah, I look forward as well to how that game turns out. Um, but we are wrapping things up for now. And as ever, if you are a developer of an indie horror game, demo, concept, or game jam entry, we would love to hear from you. You can drop us a DM saferingpod on Twitter or saferingpod at gmail.com for email if you'd like to be highlighted or interviewed on the show. Jay, it's been another good one. We'll see you next week for a regular edition of Horror Bites. In the meantime, we will keep searching for more.